an improved Midnight Exchange episode. Episode nine. Oh yeah. We're back. Okay. So we're past the holiday season. My name is Mario. I'm here and with I'm Zachary. Zachary right here. We're your hosts on this wonderful evening of Midnight Exchange as we are Recording late today, we are nine minutes from the official time exchange from 11 to 12, and we are in a brand new year, 2020. Zach, how you feeling? Uh, for the most part, good. To be completely honest, yesterday, I don't know what it was. I just felt like completely terrible, completely terrible. You know, headache, headache, nausea. It was great. Well, but it's today, not January 1st, so you shouldn't be hungover. No, I'm not. I'm not hungover at all. I don't know. I I just felt not so great. But other than that, I'm great. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. It's been about what a month? It's been about a month since we've recorded. Yeah, since we've recorded. Yeah, I think so. I think the last one was actually it may have been a little more than that. I think the last one we did was right before Thanksgiving. So you got Thanksgiving, December, and then now we're in January. The holidays, man. Let me say to our audience, it wasn't out of laziness. We've actually been prepping to launch and doing things on the back end. And the holidays are busy, but nonetheless, yes. um, we're here. We have about, what, this will be nine episodes in the bag and we mm-hmm. will be launching. Well, you won't know, but we're going to be launching next week. Yes. I'm For making sure. out a goal. I'm going to, I'm going to hold you to that one. You still got to touch up a few of those episodes yeah yeah i did i did yeah. two of them today you know some of them are easier to listen some of them you know drag on a little no, bit no i know some of them are just like i had to cut like 20 minutes out of one of them we just we get off on some tangents and i'm like ah, you know we could do without that but anyways i'm kind of glad that we waited a little bit honestly got that little break from recording had time to edit all of them because we had a stockpile of episodes already and i needed to get some stuff done on the back end but OBS released an update on December 17th uh, that actually allowed it to work on macOS Catalina now. So we're back to recording with OBS instead of some hodgepodge selections of software. (laughs) We were both using the same software, Zach. We were? Yeah, I was using GarageBand as well. Oh, I was using GarageBand too. All All right, all right. Zach's been, throwing, weird Zach's been throwing low key shade at me. He thought I was recording with my with my iPhone for the last I episode. I did. I did. I was just like, <laughs> dude, it sounds terrible, but all right, whatever. <laughs> Anyways. All right. So we are past the holidays and I want to recap, uh, ask you, how'd you spend the holidays? What'd you do? Um, what's the newest new? And um, how'd you spend the New Year's house? What's the newest in the life of Zachary Newton? Okay. So... Uh, I guess I'll start back at Thanksgiving time. Uh, that was, was great. I mean, I went up to St. Augustine, uh, with my girlfriend and her family for a week. So we just kind of hung around there, went into downtown, went out to the beach, walked around. It was in good weather. I think it was down in like the fifties for a few days. I actually it was probably colder than that, like high forties. St. Augustine. Uh, right? what'd you say? St. Augustine, right? Yeah, St. Augustine. For those of you who don't know, it's like a historic town down here in northern Florida, uh, right next to the beach. We we actually rented a beach house, and it was really nice. So that was that was Thanksgiving. Uh, came back, 
when you uh, go out there, yeah. what side of the island yeah. do you stay on? Because there's like an abandoned side that's kind of creepy, and then there's a the other side that's by the amphitheater, and there's like I I know the amphitheater is somewhere. I just don't know where. I've never been to it that I can remember. But we don't stay in any sketchy areas. We're we're out just outside of um, St. Augustine, but we're we're all the way actually like on the beach. So we rent a beach house on the beach. It's it's far enough north on I forget what the strip is called, honestly, but it's far enough north that you are away from any crazy people in shacks down south. But uh you're you're still very close to St. Augustine. You're gonna have to send me the link for that because um the other side of the island has mainly condominiums where you can just stay on a from a distance. But mm. yeah. no, I'm not the, the houses that we're we're at, I mean we looked into the the prices of them just out of curiosity. Like four million dollar houses right there. It's crazy. Or more so, actually. Yeah. Funny story, uh two years ago I went to St. Augustine. And uh, I was with my cousin Alex, and I guess he he traveled out of the country somewhere. But uh, his Airbnb said that he went to Iran. Uh, and so the guy came downstairs and he's like, hey, man, um, look through your profile. You've been to Iran recently? He's like, no, we've been to Iran. We didn't end up getting the rental because they thought he was like an extremist. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's that. That's a that's a good one. Which is a good segue because you yeah. know World War Three and everything, but Yeah, I know uh, that we'll, that's a potential thing now. Yeah, we'll touch on that later on. So um Thanksgiving, St. Augustine, how'd you spend the Christmas holidays? So Christmas I kinda just stayed local, stayed around town. I didn't wanna go go anywhere. I just wanted to kinda wind down from work as much as I possibly could without feeling like I was working to go everywhere uh, my family actually left me and went to pennsylvania to visit some some of my extended family up there but and you didn't throw a party uh, bro my party was sleeping like every minute i could i think i had knocked out for like about 14 hours uh over that first week and it was it was the most peaceful sleep i had <laughs> that's not much bro 14 hours a day or 14 hours in the entire week no 14 hours a day Jesus, it's not much of a yeah. vacation at all. Vacation? No, that was the first week. I needed to get. I needed to catch up on on work. I was working like crazy that week. I think that week was like at least like about. I want to say it was about sixteen hour days. It was it was about a double shift each day. Um, when I add everything up, both both uh, personally and uh, for for the company I'm working for. Okay. But other than that uh got to christmas christmas was great i got a new coffee maker oh it's from the uh brand smeg smeg s-m-e-g smeg it's like a super retro it's it's dude i love that brand they're so retro it looks like something from the 50s s-m-e-g you're modern but you're going backwards I'm Man. very modern in some regards, but I like retro stuff. Is it the espresso machine? Not the espresso machine. I didn't know they made an espresso machine. It's just the uh, coffee machine. We already have a uh, espresso machine, but let me see. The old coffee machines. And we'll put a 
Oh, the silver one, like the. No, I got the I got the straight up white one. What is it called? It's li- the uh, it's the Linea, the classic. classic. Uh, no, no, no. Is this Smeg? S M E G. Yeah, S M E G. Smeg. Drip filter coffee. Smeg USA. Drip filter coffee. Okay. Yeah. Oh wow! Okay, I see. Expensive coffee machine. It is. It is. It is really nice. Really, really nice. I like it. I actually, that's probably the first drip machine that I have had that I legitimately enjoy. Hmm, I like it, man. It's really yeah, nice. It does. Kind of like I that like, off-white one. The off-white one's really nice too. I, I, I don't know. They're the only thing is. It's easier to get other products to match the yeah, solid yeah. white Yeah, you one. can't. You really can't get it in cream. I mean, to yeah, be I real, know. But, if it was the only thing you put in your kitchen, you could. But how do you feel about the black one here? The black one does look dope too. You know, this things like this that we're doing. Sorry, I just tapped my mic, but that uh, was accidental. Um, things like this, where we're showing pictures in the background. This is the reason why eventually soon I'd like to do a a video podcast where we can video switch and show some images while we're doing yeah, this. I would I would love to do that and get get a couple audio sources into one OBS, control it, a couple cameras set up. That would be nice. Yeah, I would think I was thinking something more simple, but yeah, that that works too. Um, or that. We could we could just put a TV in the background and cast to it. Yeah, there you go. One no, camera. No, 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 not that not that simple. <laughs> hey, I like the one black one too. Today. All right. Well the black one's really nice. I'm coming over with coffee. All right. um, yeah, I'll, I'll have to make you one. We'll, we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Uh, but aside from that, I got a, what is this? A Logitech MX Master or Mix Master, however you want to pronounce it, three mouse. Okay. And yeah, it's, dude, the ergonomics on this thing are insane. I think this is my absolute favorite mouse that I have ever touched. Let me see that thing. Uh, so here, I don't know if you can kind of see it in here. It's a little yeah, dark, I see it. I see it. but you see that you got the nice, you got a th- uh, thumb scroll wheel here nice, on the side. Nice. You can control, it's got buttons everywhere. You can control the functionality of them. You can control the functionality between applications. You can uh, connect up to three devices at once. And I, I got it for Christmas. And I was like, wow, I like this way more than I thought I would. So I was still debating on what keyboard to buy, and I kind of wanted a nice mechanical keyboard with, you know, uh, decent travel. But I was thinking about it, and I'm like, why don't I just get the the Logic MX Master keyboard? So I got that as well. I ordered that a couple days after it came in. I don't know. I think it came in like a couple days before New Year's. Uh-huh. Uh, got that set up, and I fell in love with that too. Like at the weight of this thing. It's just, it's weighted really nice. It makes, it gives the, uh, I'm showing it to you in my, my camera, if you can see it, a little bit of it at least. It gives the Apple keyboard a run for its money, I would say. And I don't mean the built-in keyboard. I mean the actual build quality of the, uh, I guess it's the Magic keyboards that you buy. Yeah, it yeah. feels great. It's got nice dishes in the keys. Uh, for a low-travel keyboard, I like it a lot. And it comes with the same type of functionality you can uh, change a lot of the function keys 
Uh, you can connect it up to three different devices at once, and it's a super easy process to switch between the different devices. Nice. And when you use them in conjunction with each other, you can actually make the mouse even more powerful by, you know, if you hold a key down on the keyboard and then do the same sort of gesture on the mouse, uh, it you can program that to do something else, which is which is great. So, and I, okay. I, yeah, I, lo- I love these two. And uh, the other cool thing, sorry, that if you have it connected to two separate computers, so I actually have my Mac uh, set up as computer two and my PC set up as computer one. And if I have them both open, I can actually enable, I think it's called like LG Sync or something like that. And our, our Logitech Sync, sorry, not LG. And I can drag my cursor from one screen to another, click a file, drag it from one computer to another, and basically copy, paste, drag and drop files via the mouse or the keyboard just by you know normal actions that you would make on a computer. I'll yeah, have to see it, that. I'll have to literally see that. It's pretty Very cool. much. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll, we'll have to put links to that you know, in the you know, show notes as well. The keyboard that I've, you know, not that I'm like very into upgrading in those things, but I would. I just, mm-hmm. some of them are just ridiculous. But yeah. uh, I love the typewriter, like the vintage looking typewriter keyboard. I almost bought one of those, man. I almost bought one of those. I was like, that just looks so different from everything I've seen. Yeah. They're awesome. I kind of want it just for the nostalgia of you know i'll get one i'll get one eventually i'll get one of those things eventually if you do you're gonna have to let me let me come see it yeah for sure yeah it'll be my exclusive writing keyboard do it okay so uh new year's rolling into new year's uh, so rolling into new year's didn't do too much i mean my whole neighborhood always throws a block party for new year's so uh my girlfriend and i just kind of came around here hung around ate some food, talked to some people, chilled out, and then left at like one o'clock or something like that afterwards. You know, that makes sense, Zach. That makes sense. Now that you mentioned it. All right, audience. Before we started this podcast, Zach told me one of the creepiest stories I've ever heard <laughs> was potentially somebody there that night at the block party who was Ooh. a suspect. Hmm. Do you want me to give the background first or the assessment? I'll give the assessment first. No, I don't I don't think I saw anybody there that uh that looked suspicious. Hmm. All right, but give for the those of you now. Okay, yeah. So for for those of you wondering what happened tonight, uh my brother's over here and he actually he has his friend over, so they were they were hanging out, you know, in the backyard. Uh, drinking coffee, chatting, whatever. Uh, and all of a sudden, they turn around and look at the fence, and there's a pair of eyes in between the the panels of the fence. So someone's like creeping, staring into the fence. So they they get up, go over to the fence, and the person runs away. So they go, they leave the backyard and go to the front yard and go around to the side of my house. And then there's another guy over there on the side of the house. So then they started walking. That's one, super one, creepy. I didn't dude, know about it, the guy There was the two people. I didn't know about that either. I was talking to them while I was waiting for you uh, to get the audio ready. And 
I found out there was actually two people. So as they went around front, uh, these two guys are like speed walking away. So my brother's friend, I mean, he's, he's big, he's got, uh, you know, some mass to him. And so he's, he's, I mean, to use his own words, that's, that's exactly what he said. He's like, I'm a hefty guy. Uh, and he's kind of, he's kind of tall too. So this guy just digs off after one of them. He, he's like, I, I started running so fast. My shoe flew off. Uh, and <laughs> I don't know. It, it was some, uh, I think it was some little white boy. And I don't know if, uh, they said he looked like a Puerto Rican kid. They both looked like they were around 18 or 19 wearing like a, a wife beater or a hoodie. And yeah, they, they just, uh, they booked it. And you know, mm. I don't think, I don't think they're coming back tonight. But then my my dad ended up calling the cops, so they're just patrolling the neighborhood. The neighborhood, which is yeah. funny though, because nothing ever really happens around here, like ever. So, yeah, that was hmm. tonight. Interesting night. That's creepy, man. Yeah, that beats my would, story. Would you be the person? Oh, what's your story? No, no, you heard it earlier. It was. Oh it, yeah, it's not yeah. even that a, story. a weak story. It's not even a, That's a weak story. I I, th- I think it's just getting to you the story that I told you. That's what it was. That's started reading head. bad intention yeah. to everybody. Like, oh, oh no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what were you saying yeah. uh, mid-sentence before? Oh, what was I saying? Um, shoot. I don't know. What was I saying? Nothing ever really happens around here. Until it They're happens. The neighborhood. That's, how the, that's how the news story hits. Nothing ever really happens around these parts. Yeah, I mean, it's One true day, though. Tom Johnson. He was a nice neighbor. <laughs> never did anybody no harm. Wave tie um, once in a while. Yeah. So tell me about your about your holiday holiday series, a string of events, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's. Tough, dude. Um November was busy. December was fairly busy as well. a uh, few shoots in there, pretty much rounding out the year prepping for twenty twenty. And um even now, just today was a lot of just Picking up where we left off, picking up on different projects and uh, doing things like that. So um, the holiday season was relaxing. It was surprising in many good ways. And um, yeah, a lot of time with family. We um, I stayed local pretty much the entire season, except for nice. going to uh, Disney World around early December. See, and, now is that uh, crazy around there during the holidays or around the holidays? I don't mind it because I have a, an annual pass. And so when you get oh. an annual pass to Disney World, you don't go with that same rush of like wanting to, needing to get everything done and having to ride every single ride. You can just chill and, yeah. uh, and vibe and just do it. You do your thing. And got some good friends up there who uh, were at the parks at the same time. And it was great. I saw the Star Wars land. Oh my God. Oh man. I've seen that thing on TV, but I've, I haven't looked into it too much. It it's, looks awesome. I mean, the design, everything is just, man, 10 out of 10. And there's even like a little Easter egg. I mean, in the sky, they're doing it through projections. They, you have different ships like just taking off. It's, it's sick, bro. It is absolutely sick. That's crazy. So, um, it's, it's really cool. Something about Disney World at night, just a tip to the, to the um, inexperienced. One of my favorite things is just going to Disney at night. All the parks are just different, different looking. Um, I don't know. There's something really cool about it. 
It's like oh, two separate environments all together. It's, it's yeah. insane. I, I loved seeing Star Wars at night and I love seeing the Avatar area at night. Oh my, it's so damn cool. I mean, when the did floor, they put the Avatar thing in there? Well, the floor glows in the dark at Animal Kingdom um, mm. in the Avatar land. It's it's just so well done. It's absurd. And I'm assuming they're going to just continue expanding the Star Wars area. And, well, uh, they have to now. They'll eventually need a Marvel area, I'm assuming. Um, probably it's only oh god so one of the things I was noticing when I was editing the other podcast was that when I yawn it's like oh yeah all right I always start to yawn way more closer to the end of the uh, podcast but anyways look (laughs) we're gonna I stayed local had a great time went to a friend's party on the 31st and just had a great time throughout the whole week um, nice yeah got to Spent some time with people who I didn't think spend some time with, and um, it's a nice New Year's. Anyways, but we're looking forward to 2020 now. New Year, new me, new us, new midnight okay. exchange. And we're gonna look into some of these upcoming movies, perhaps some video games. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely some video games. There's some sick ones coming out this year. Okay. Uh, we're gonna dive into some sports. We're going to dive into some World War III talk. We're going to dive into <laughs> the Ricky Gervais monologue at the Golden Globes that's going oh, gosh. viral. Oh, no. It was it was so good. It was so good. Don't know gosh it yet. You don't even know. I haven't listened to it yet. I'm just concerned. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to get into that. And, um, yeah, you were gracious enough to send a 2020 film calendar for the year. And, yeah, uh, I might be a little more. I think I'm the savant when it comes to this. And then you're going to dive into some things that you're excited about on the tech side, on the web design side, and, uh, resources that you're looking into. All right. Yeah. Let's do this thing. We got a, a movie list here for 2020. And I've got pretty much maybe four films that I'm really looking forward to. And uh, here we go. All right. You got the list open? I do have the list open. Yeah. Um, All right. I'm in January. So this week comes out the movie that just won the best film at the Golden Globes, 1917. It's probably. What is that about? The year 1917. No, it's about World War I. I heard somewhere that it's based on story of Sam Mendes' grandfather, uh, which is about two young soldiers who are given a mission to order a retreat um, to about, I don't know, a few thousand soldiers. And if they don't get the retreat order, they're going to get slaughtered. So mm-hmm. it, it chronicles those two. And it's shot in such a way that they made the movie look like a one, sh- a one take. No so, way. Yes. Yes. Dude, now, that, I'm looking at the cover <laughs> right now. That looks incredible. Right, it's it's great. The trailer's phenomenal, um, but there, apparently, they shot it in such a way that it feels like a one take. They have All a legendary right. um, crew. All right, so that's 1917. The other movie I'm looking forward to in January is called The Gentleman, which is the next Guy Ritchie film. And if you mm. look at it, it's January 24th. You have 
the cast is crazy, man. You got McConaughey, you got Colin Farrell, um, Colin Farrell, Hugh Grant, Charlie Char- Hunnam, Charlie Hunnam, Henry Golding. Golding. Yep, no, it's a huge Hugh Hugh Grant. Uh, I don't know if you just Dang. said that, but yeah, yeah, it he makes just off the wall, fast paced, really great films. So I'm looking forward to that. Got. In February, February's kind of slow. Anything in February I like here? The Invisible Man. Trying to expand the, uh, I get what was that movie with uh, Harley Quinn? Oh yeah, the um, yeah, Birds Birds of of, Praise. Yeah, yeah. I hate the title. It's I I read that and I'm like, what the heck is Birds of Prey? And then at the end, I'm like, Harley. I guess it's a Harley Quinn movie. Yeah, Birds of Prey, The Emancipation of Harley Quinn. Um, you know how it goes. They're going to just expand the comic universe until the world just stops completely. Yeah. So, uh, but I just never saw Harley Quinn as a, a character that I cared enough about to wa- have watch a whole feature film about. So, yeah, you know me neither. But I'm, I might be in a unique camp. There's probably an audience for it. Um, in February, I'd say the one I'm looking most forward to is The Invisible Man. There's always every year, there's always one horror movie that gets me to the theaters for some reason. Yeah. And it's always out of the blue. It's always like some random day and you got some friends who are like, let's just go to the movies and you end up watching some horror film. The Invisible Man might be that film. What is it? Uh, Interesting. While we're we're in February. Ah, go ahead. Tell me. Tell me about it. It's about a girl who, um, I'll read you the synopsis. Wait a minute. Peggy, bro. That, that's Peggy. Yeah, it's Peggy. Peggy from Mad Men. Elizabeth Moss, as yeah. uh, she's known in real life. But for Mad Men fans, <laughs> she's eternally it's Peggy, Peggy Olsen. Yes. So it's hard Peggy. to see her differently. Sorry, not to cut yeah. you off again. No, don't do it again. But um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So look, in this movie, Peggy's recently left the ad agency. She's married some guy. Right. Hold on, bro. Google's scaring the hell out of me. Google just started singing out of nowhere. <laughs> hey, Google. Stop. You really have to love technology. Sometimes my Siri will. Bro, Google just started singing up nothing. Uh, fever to me right now. <laughs> fever from who? I don't. Give me fever, that bluesy. Okay, okay. It just scared the hell out of me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I'll leave that in the podcast. Yo, so, all right. Peggy is married to some weird, terrifying person who suddenly kills himself. But Mm -hmm. the twist is he gives her, like, everything. He gives her, like, an insane fortune. But she has to um, essentially say that he never abused her like that. So it turns out that he's actually not dead. He's turned invisible somehow. And so that's that's the story. Interesting. Yeah. Trapped in a violent, controlling relationship with a wealthy and brilliant scientist, uh, Peggy escapes in the dead of night and disappears into hiding, aided by her sister, their childhood friend. Blah, blah blah. Her ex commits suicide and leaves her a generous portion of his vast fortune. 
He suspects his death was a hoax. Boom. I'm there. All right. I might have to watch that one. It sounds good. And she's in it, so I'm curious to see her in a different role, even though it's hard to picture her as something other than Peggy. How to support all, all Mad Men cast members. Yes. Speaking of, of movies coming out in February, Harrison Ford is in a movie called The Call of the Wild. And I just saw a trailer for that movie like two days ago. And I, 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 it's sad to say the CGI in that movie for the dog is the worst looking CGI I have seen in a movie for a dog in a really long time. <laughs> like I think Airbud or the the string of Airbud movies, whatever one that has the dog talking in it, is better. Or Homeward Bound is better. Like I don't know, man. You know what though? It was very unfortunate. I'm liking the dog. I'm liking it. It looks like a good dog. I mean, yeah, the dog looks like a good dog, but it looks like they just photoshopped Harrison Ford into Red Dead Redemption with one of the dogs sitting there stoned, staring at the wall. <laughs> to be completely honest, that's exactly what it looks like to be. That was how you really feel. Uh, <laughs> no, it, it, the dog does not look real. No. Now, here's the thing. Back in the 90s, you'd have a movie like this, and it would be a real dog. Yeah. Uh, why not just get a real dog? Does the dog Dude, talk in this in this book? I th- I think it does. I think the dog does. And, w- and when it just looks that fake, it just takes me out of the movie, man. Are you sure the dog The talks? director for the movies of Leo and Stitch and How to Train Your Dragons... That's the person directing this movie. I feel like that's all part of the two, problem. Two good movies, though. Two good movies. I agree, but totally different than what we're talking about now. How to Train Your Dragon. Great. Leo and Stitch. Lilo and Stitch. Great. But not when you're trying to go for a 1903 era movie with Harrison Ford in it that you just expect to be raw. I don't know. Anyways, so, enough about it, that movie. I take it you're not going to be in theaters for this one? Heck no. Only if somebody bought me a ticket. But then right. I'd still have to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to March. March is a pretty decent month. Uh, Disney, it seems like Disney has a release date. They have like one movie per month. Um, yeah. But this one, they have two. They have Pixar's Onward, um, which is going to be great, I think. So it's the next animated film. Yeah. By Pixar. And then we have Mulan, the live action. And I think this will be the first live action um, remake that I'll go watch. I didn't watch Lion King. I didn't watch um, Aladdin. I didn't, wa- I didn't watch this either. But this one, I think I will because I just my oh my god! And I just skipped over one of the greatest films this year of this year, A Quiet Place Part Two. That's what I was just looking at. I was surprised you skipped past it. I didn't. I didn't notice it. I was on the Disney uh, track. Did you see the trailer for A Quiet Place Part Two? I haven't seen the trailer for it yet. No, I'm I'm pulling up some of these in extra tabs so after this I can watch them all. 
let me just tell you, it looks great. I mean, you want to talk about how to do a, a sequel? It's it's going to be great. It just looks phenomenal. Okay. Okay. Now, getting down to April, which actually, hold on, let me look at this movie. Here. Oh, um, I was looking at Fatherhood, but it didn't come out. I think one of the ones I'm most looking forward to comes out April in April. 10th. April 10th, baby. Let me see April. if you can guess it. Oh, come on. It's easy. Oh, wait. You already, you already guessed the day. Yeah. Heck wait. yeah. Look, no time to die. The next James Bond film and the last of Daniel Craig's James Bond films. Look, oh, is he, is he done after that? Done after this. He's done Casino Royale. He's done Come um, on, Solace. Quantum of Solace. Skyfall. Yeah, Skyfall. There was one after that, right? Yep. And this will be the last one. No time to die. I and did you he's I, I'd have to say he's one of my I have not seen uh, no wait, no. I actually I didn't see the trailer. I saw the behind the scenes to the trailer. I don't ask me why, it just came up, but it looks it looks great. Um he's one of my favorite 007s, aside from Sean Connery. We have the same, we've talked about this before. Yeah. We have the same favorite yeah. bond. We have. Uh, but I got to say, he might be. No, Sean Connery is still my favorite bond. Yeah, Sean bond. Connery is just OG. Yeah. Yeah. Sean, Sean Connery embodies. He embodies what bond is. And then Craig has that different aspect to it. But um, there's no doubt Craig is. Top two, top two. Everybody else is behind. Oh, yeah. And honestly, yeah. um, I don't really, I'd have to watch them all because James Bond might be like one of my favorite series of films ever. And it's definitely I've, one of mine. I'm pretty sure I mentioned this on another podcast. Spike TV used to do the 21 Days of Bond. Mm -hmm. And uh, every December, they would just do like this James Bond marathon. It was the greatest thing ever. And, um, Spike TV's dead now, so <laughs> uh, <laughs> a little bit. But man, I'm excited. And you know who I think is going to take over the series after as a director? Yeah. I think Christopher Nolan is going to take mm. over. I think they're going to offer him like a trilogy of James Bond films. Uh, and I have a, a two reasons for it. One of which is Christopher Nolan is on the record of saying he wants to direct Bond, mm. and two based on the type of film that Christopher Nolan is doing this year. I think it was almost like a prep for Bond. So and we'll get to it because that, that one is my most anticipated film of the year. And it comes out in July. Okay. Well, I, I am excited. If, if he's going to be directing James Bond, I'm really looking forward to that. I like Christopher Nolan. So as long as they don't botch whoever they cast as James Bond. We're good. Yeah, that could destroy the whole the whole you know series of movies anyways moving to may may's a slow month except for a book a disney another disney film of course uh and it's of a book that i read when i was so little and it's called artemis fowl i don't know if you remember artemis fowl i do remember that book so artemis fowl is about Descended from a long line of criminal masterminds, 12-year-old genius Artemis Fowl 
finds himself in a battle of strength and cunning against a powerful, hidden race of fairies who may be behind his father's disappearance. So, and I don't remember much from that book. I don't even remember if I finished reading it. But um, I have to go just to make the, giving a shout out to my childhood. I like that it's a Disney movie that looks kind of dark. There's been Disney movies. A lot of Disney movies are dark if you look at the context of everything. But this one actually feels kind of like a dark, slightly more mature movie for not so young kids. You know, it's. I feel like it's for that preteen, teen um age demographic yeah that's what i'm thinking at least okay um i don't actually know if i'll watch it in theaters but um i'll certainly watch it at some point whether it's at home or not um june got wonder woman i didn't even i did not watch the first one and then for some people who are a big fan top gun comes out oh yeah um I guess I'll go watch that. I if, never... if I was going to watch anything in June, it would be Top Gun. Yeah, I would have to agree. If I had to say anything. Unless King of Staten Island. Like some badass film, I don't know. But... I don't know. I don't know. Untitled. This is not any... even much information about it yet. So yeah, I guess Top Gun wins June. July? What well, wins July... Is on July 17th. Yes. No. Oh, no. Bob's Burgers. My bad. (laughs) 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 Tenet, the new Nolan film comes out. And it's um, espionage, international espionage thriller. I'm like for that. Literally, I could end movie talk right here. Literally with that. The rest of the year, you got a few good ones. I'm out. But everything else is kind of after that. Yeah, I agree with your assessment of the remainder of the movies. Except for two of them. And um, December? When does Dune come out? Or Dune. Dune, December 18th. uh, Villeneuve, Dennis Villeneuve, who's my, he's in my top five directors right now. He did The Arrival, he did um, The Prisoners. Uh, with Hugh Jackman, uh, he's taking the Dune series, and, and um, that should be awesome. Okay. And I just saw this for the first time, but King Richard, if it's based on Shakespeare's King Richard, no, it's not. So I don't care about it. <laughs> Or Richard the Third. I'm thinking Richard the Third. Whatever. Anyways, oh, apparently this is about Serena Williams. Yeah. Wow. Her, okay. Well, it's about their father. Yeah. All right. It's, it's gonna be a great year for movies. Great, 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 great. Yeah, I got about eight up right now that I think I'm gonna have to see. I'm gonna watch the trailers shortly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. What about you? 2020. What's the? What are you looking forward to? For the movies in 2020? 
Whatever. Or just in general. Okay. Uh, well, one of the things that I'm looking forward to that might be a possibility that it comes out in 2020, uh, at least I've, I've been hearing about it recently, is actually GTA 6. I don't know. Yeah. Is it really? I don't know. I saw some... Uh, give I some saw pre- something give about some, it. Uh, some preface to the audience. Well, it's a video game called Grand Theft Auto that... Uh, Man, when was the last one released? The twenty thirteen was when the last one was released. Grand Theft Auto Five. It's a uh, you know, it's kind of like an open world sandbox game where you. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of a bad game in the sense <laughs> of what you do in the game. You uh, go drive you're around, cool. steal you're cars, cool. kill people. Yeah, it's you're, probably you're cool. you know, transport drugs, shoot up gang members. It's a fun game, uh, but you should you should at least be eighteen year old to play. Uh, <laughs> No, there's a release report, GTA 6 release report. PlayStation and Xbox fans discuss latest Rockstar game finds. So they haven't announced GTA 6 yet, but I don't know. There's get away. I don't I don't want you to value my privacy with your cookies. There's a community of people who scour all year. They scour anything Rockstar releases and oh, yeah. they look for hints and they scour um guess the code or anything that they post for Easter eggs that, yeah. could give, that could give up some secrets. And so Rockstar's got to be the best, I'd say, at hiding secrets because, I mean, we're going on five years and we have no idea what the heck is going to be the next game, except that they just released Red Dead in 2018. But, um, <clears throat> but there's two offices, obviously, or multiple offices, not just two. So... If that came out this year, that would be the surprise of the year. Tell me about it. They, I, I don't know if it's going to come out this year, but I have at the end of last year, beginning of this, well, obviously beginning of this year, it's January like 6th. Uh, I've been hearing a little bit of information about it, some some leaks. And then uh, the another reason why it might come out this year Dude, is because I believe this is also the year that we're going to have all of the uh, Xbox, <clears throat> what is it, the Xbox One, uh, releases or 1X, what I don't know what the cost yeah, you're, you're, uh, is. The the, we're on the same page. You're saying essentially because the new council's coming out, GTA has a history of releasing on the year that the new council releases. So that they, yeah. can, do, so they can do that multi council release. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on, on top of that, though, I've, I've been hearing some because of the, the, I don't know, I think PlayStation 5. Play or just a PlayStation should be, Network. It should be coming out in December, barring... Uh, yeah, they they released a... Or they didn't release. They got a patent for some different kind of controller design. And one of the things that I've been hearing about GTA 6 specifically has to do with this controller. And I don't know the specifics at all. I, I haven't had time to do my research on this. But uh, supposedly... Uh, if this game releases, it's probably going to be a cross-platform game where you can play with people on, uh, you know, Xbox. Xbox can play with PlayStation, which is a common theme that I've been seeing in a lot of online multiplayer games, especially with Call of Duty now, even the Modern Warfare, new Modern Warfare, which I did buy and played the story mode, and that was awesome. So maybe what we'll circle it? around to that. Okay, what is tell, what? tell me about that. I didn't. I did not do that. Um, yeah, okay, so there. <clears throat> Well, all right. So anyway, let me finish my thought, and then I'll go to go to uh, Call of Duty. So, 
there's been rumors that the Xbox players are going to be left at, at some great disadvantage because of the controller if PlayStation decides to go with this new uh, controller design that they have patented. Don't know what it is, but maybe we'll we'll look into that and figure something else out hmm. for another podcast. With well, that. you know me. I'm super excited. About <laughs> <laughs> I'm super excited. Like, granted, I have... It's a little annoying because, you know, I like video games. But I haven't had any time. It's like, kids, listen up and listen good. When you're a kid, you better take advantage of the time because when you get to our age, you have, and you're hustling and you're grinding, and you're doing your thing. When, you, when it's your time to relax, you have to choose one thing. And so in this age of new media and new streaming and all this stuff, and trying to improve yourself, like by doing podcasts or by doing by reading a book or you mm-hmm. know, whatever it is, studying, learning. Uh, you have to choose one thing, and so when you got GTA Six coming out, and you got a new season of Ozarks, you got a new season of Peaky Blinders, and you got a new season of blah blah blah, whatever. It's just not enough time in the world, bro. So, um, yeah. That's my event about. <laughs> I, I I could agree with that. I find it more and more difficult to find myself sitting down and playing a game. You got to choose like uh, one nowadays. or two games in a year. And yeah, like, right, and that's gonna... it. And the the problem is, I like when I play games I like the if it's story based or there there's some sort of storyline to it. I want to actually you know complete that storyline because I mean that that's where a lot of the art is. All yeah. of the writing is done in the story. I mean, yeah, multiplayer is great. Go do this. Go shoot people. Go ride around. Whatever you're doing, whatever the game is. Yeah, but it's, it's like, fun. You know, but the, I mean, the there's on, the online not games, as much. The problem with it is like you got to pour all of this, all this time in, and then exactly you, they're always rewarding the people who put the most time in, which is fine. That's natural. But mm-hmm. at a certain point, there's always like that give and take where you're like, I'm not gonna pour in 40 hours on this thing. Like it's just not gonna. It's not happening. Uh, yeah. so that's why story games to me uh, tend to be what I end up playing. Uh, I do like yeah. online games and you know experiences with friends and stuff like that. I but, do uh, like online games too, but I I've, I'm finding myself recently uh, leaning more on the side of faster paced online or multiplayer games, just because it's like all right, if I'm gonna relax for a few minutes before I go to bed or or what in between things if I got to do jump to another job or something like that and I want to play a game but I want to play online I I I need something that I can just like jump into enjoy for like a solid 10 15 minutes and then be done but if I'm in what was that one game uh game that we were playing with uh all of the zombies <laughs> I, I found myself sitting on that thing for like uh, 6 hours once Daisy <laughs> yeah, Daisy, that thing was crazy. I like the game; it's awesome, but you really got to have some time invested, especially if you want to travel anywhere on that map, man. Uh, that game it's particularly insane. is brutal when it comes to time. Like, oh my you, gosh, you could time. you could spend two hours in that game and literally have done nothing. Uh, I, I mean, I literally nothing. You know, I uh, I was playing with you. And I don't remember who else it was, but you guys were able to find each other in the map. I'm I was trying to find you. I'm running nighttime's coming in the game, but it was oh, also late at night I, in general. I, the nighttime <laughs> cycle in that game is so long. It's brutal. It's brutal. 
<clears throat> you literally so, have to just stop moving and just stay still. That's essentially you do, or or try and figure out how to craft a torch with some wood that you chopped up from a tree or a bush, <laughs> and hope it doesn't go out. But yeah, no, I I, uh, I stopped that game. Literally did exactly that. Laid down on the ground, or you know, tried to get as you know isolated <laughs> as possible, and then left the game while you two were still playing. Jumped on a meeting for a. I want to say it was about an hour long meeting that I had to take. It was it started at like twelve thirty, ended at one thirty. Yeah. Came back on. It's still nighttime in the game, <laughs> and you guys, <laughs> you guys are just still at some little. I don't even know where you were. No, uh, n- nighttime in that game, you can essentially. I will say this is convenient because nighttime in that game is like thirty minutes or twenty minutes, and you can literally just get up, make yourself some dinner, come back, and it's still nighttime. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so. I did that once too. Actually, <laughs> I was like, "All right, it's night. I guess I'll go make dinner." So I went. I actually went to the store, bought stuff, came back, made the food, started eating it. It was still nighttime. I yeah, am no, kind of close I, to I the store. That was that was a two weeker. That game was a two weeker. I, I haven't been on it a long time. <clears throat> yeah, but. that was a that was an impulse buy. Um, but it was a fun couple weeks, so it's worth it. It was. Uh, on another front, um, yeah, the PS5 comes out this year, so that that's a must-buy. But um, I've been on a specific book, and it was perhaps my favorite Christmas present in 2019. Okay. And um, you got to read this thing. It's, it's been out for a while. It's a biography, and it's a biography I've been wanting to read for a while. And I, I thought I was going to like it, but I didn't think I was going to like it mm-hmm. this much. In fact, I'm annoyed because the last two days I've wanted to read it and I just have not been able to. Um, it is the Steve Jobs biography by Walter Isaacson. It is okay. phenomenal. Have you ever heard of it? I have not, no. Okay, well, Walter Isaacson is a, is a well-known author. And uh, when Steve Jobs was diagnosed with cancer or, or when he was doing pretty badly, um, he called Walter Isaacson I want you to write a biography about me. And Walter didn't know that he, um, what his diagnosis was. And so he said, no, uh, Steve, look, I think you're on the trajectory eventually that I write a biography about you, but you're not there yet. You have so much more to do before I write a biography about you. Um, because this is a guy who I think had written a biography on Ben Franklin and Albert Einstein. So hmm. Steve, Steve was like, naturally, you got to write one about me. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, which naturally, so he definitely deserved it. Um, later on, he finds out, I think the wife called Walter or something happened. Um, because Steve kept it very close wrapped. Um, he found out. He said, look, of course I'll write it. Dude, this guy does a freaking marvelous job at mixing in quotes from all the people who knew Steve Jobs from Waz all of the early investors in Apple to the people who were um, like pretty much uh, mentored him, the, the former bosses at Atari that Steve Jobs worked at. It's such mm. a detailed look into his life and what formed him. And it's just incredible. I'm on, on page 80 something. Uh, and I'm just zooming through it. Whenever I pick it up, I'm able to zoom through it, but um, I'm not picking it up as frequently as I'd like to, but. By far, I'm in. Like this guy, Walter Isaacson. I'm, I'm buying his all his books after this. 
just because the style in which he writes is a perfect style for writing a biography. And honestly, uh, Steve Jobs was, I think people take that easy route where, they're, where they say, he was an engineer, he wasn't this and that. Let me tell you, Waz needed him as badly as he needed Waz. It's, yeah. just, it's, it's as simple as that. Uh, Wozniak openly admits he's not a businessman. He's not um, a marketer. He's not a, somebody who can sell something. And so Waz would design this beautiful thing. And uh, Steve would put all the pieces together to put it in a place to sell it. In fact, Wozniak offered it to HP before he even went and opened up his own business because he worked full time at HP and he gave him the Apple II, he said, or the Apple one. He said, if you want it, it's yours. And uh, they rejected it. And the rest is history. So <laughs> it's crazy, too, man, the amount of people who had an opportunity uh a small task to have a large percentage to hold a large percentage of apple mm -hmm. um just bananas there's one guy named roger wayne uh, he was brought in almost like as a third party to kind of um mediate oh, I feel like i heard about between, this guy oh he was uh he was a co-worker of steve jobs and um he was good at a few different things that steve really respected they got along Steve brought him in to pretty much mediate between him and Waz on certain things. So he was in charge of documentation and something else. They gave him 10% of the company. However, at that point, Steve and Waz had nothing. And Roger Wayne had already had a failed business attempt before. So mm -hmm. he got cold feet because he figured if we lose money, the bank's not going to go after these two guys. They're going to go after me because I'm the only one here who has assets. Yep. And so he rescind uh i think maybe a couple weeks later he went to the bank and uh took away pretty much undid the partnership so that 10 percent today or when the book was released would have been worth 40 plus billion dollars uh <laughs> that's sickening man i i i heard i actually just recently heard that story uh someone else mentioned it and i was just like you just feel your stomach turn you're like oh. you want to you want to hear a worse one the former, the former CEO of uh, Atari was one of Steve's first bosses. Steve went in there like a hippie. And mm -hmm. um, Steve Jobs, because Waz has the same, just know I'm going to call Waz Waz. Okay. And um, he goes in there and he goes into Atari and he says, I'm not leaving here until I get a job. They give him a job. He smells like crap because he's a hippie. And uh, he only eats fruits. He doesn't probably use any deodorant. And so they make him work <laughs> at night. Because for the sake of all the, all the workers there, because he smelled so bad and they couldn't stand his personality <laughs> that he worked at night. And anyways, fast forward, he had a relationship with this guy, something Bushnell. I, forget, I can't remember his first name, but he was a charismatic leader, uh, good guy. And Steve asked him for uh, to invest $50,000 in Apple. He needed $250,000, but he needed like a line of $50,000 from Bushnell. And he said, if you give me $50,000, I'll give you 35% of the company. <laughs> and the guy has a quote in there. He's like, uh, before he, he reveals that he said no, he goes, um, I was really smart. So I said no. And uh, I try to tell myself that, that every time I'm in between, I'm crying. <laughs> I mean, if 10% is 40 billion, I mean, the 
Yeah, it would have been it would have been over 120 billion dollars. Oh my gosh. Just, oh my god. It's bananas, man. But everything hap- happened that had to happen. That's crazy. I I do want to buy that book um and read that now. Speaking of Apple and, you know, how much they're worth. Did you see I think right at the new year that they just hit a uh, market cap of 1.35 billion dollars? Yeah, I think each share now is 300 bucks, right? Yeah. Uh, it's probably over 300 now. Well, That's what insane. We're, what we're seeing now is every single big company is now diving into other areas. So, I mean, Amazon is on their way to trying to be everything. Uh, and Apple's doing essentially the same thing, but more in the arts and technology. Um, I just, I also, I just feel that Apple. Like, what's your take on Tim Cook? Eh. He's like, okay. What have been his his biggest achievements at Apple? Like this is I'm actually going to look this up. I don't I mean I don't know. I I haven't researched him that much. I haven't seen anything crazy in it. Here's the thing. I have not seen anything innovative or very innovative I should say come from Apple under Tim Cook that was not already kickstarted by Steve Jobs. Like I believe even the Apple Watch which, which was one of my favorite pieces of technology uh that came out from Apple as of recent I believe was you know something that Steve Jobs had commissioned and I think we referenced this on the previous podcast uh, may or may not have I don't remember but no yeah we, that we, you did you talked about how the Apple Watch was part of Steve Jobs uh he had a plan for, for and then also the thing that you were looking forward to which was the eventual Apple uh watch being able to monitor uh glucose levels glucose levels yeah yeah blood sugar so that's i mean that's really about it i mean the other big things that I remember, aside from just the standard, you know, this year, it's the iPhone and it's better. And now it's the iPhone again and it's better. You had AirPods, which if you ask me, was long overdue. Uh, wireless headphones, wireless earbuds have been out for a while. Um, now they like like they do when they do something, they always kill it. They do it well. Well, I won't say always. The majority of the time they kill it, they do it well. Uh, but it was long overdue. And then you had, what else is it? The Apple Pencil, again, long overdue. Styluses have been around for so long. It's it's great when you compare it to anything else. It, it's it, it, The functionality of it's phenomenal. The first version of it sucked terribly. Second version is nice, but then you have to upgrade your iPad Pro again. Uh, so th- there was those two things, you know, the AirPods. Now we just have the AirPods Pro with the... Uh, I think the active noise canceling, which is, uh, again, it's nice. It's not as great as it could be, but I, I it's, it's definitely a step in the right direction. Uh, and then there was the updates to the act, actual Apple stores. I know of that they made, they, they kind of, uh, brought in somebody to redesign the experience of going into an Apple store and, uh, going through things like that. So they're, they're doing more educational, uh, classes at the Apple stores so people understand how to use the technology that you're paying for. But I've actually seen those in person and they're pretty cool. 
Yeah, the, I, no, I, I do like them. I think I think they were done well. The person that they they brought in to actually, uh, you, you know, revamp that. I can't. I think it was a woman. I can't remember her name, but I, I think she did an incredible job going through uh, and and updating that process because that, that it's a uh, it's a crazy process. Even the just online store purchasing process for Apple. Uh, I was listening to a podcast a while back. I don't remember the name of it, unfortunately, but. Uh, they were actually, it may have been the design better podcast. I I'm not sure. Anyways, uh, they were talking about the process of, you know, making updates to the Apple store online and it would literally take a year. It could literally take a year to push out a, a fairly simple change because they would make a change and they would test it and test it and test it and figure out is there a better way to do this try that and test it and test it and test it because they're when they're releasing something it's not going out to like a hundred thousand people or four hundred thousand people when they release something in a new update to their process on their store uh-huh. it's hitting tens of millions of people like tens of millions of people are buying those products they're going through that process so it needs to be so battle tested it's it's crazy but no i mean that was I don't know. Uh, it's just something that popped in my head after thinking about the the updates to the actual physical locations. Um, you know, uh, I saw the Golden Globe monologue yesterday, and as you know, Apple's and in, jumped into the TV world, and Ricky mm-hmm. Gervais hit him over the head so hard. He said, <laughs> "Said Apple jumped into the TV uh, landscape this year with a show called The Newsroom, not The Newsroom, The Morning Show, or something like that." Yeah, the morning show. And uh, he says, a show about doing what's right. Uh, always doing what's right. Made by a company that runs sweatshops in China. And, like, <laughs> oh. and then he called out everybody that. else. He said, everybody groaned. And he says, oh, yeah, you know, you guys are so woke. And he says, "You, but look at the companies you work for. You work for Apple, Amazon, Disney. If ISIS opened up a streaming software, you call your agent. I was like, "Oh my goodness!" You just murdered everybody <laughs> in the room. Oh. That was the one part that I saw on Instagram today. I for the five seconds I opened it up today, and I was I don't know that 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 one had me laughing. So, um, as you know, there's been like a Twitter's going insane. I mean, at least I I don't know how much to make put stock into what I see on Twitter. Because people mm. just freak out about everything, and uh, they're freaking out about this this guy uh, that Trump took out Soleimani in Iraq, uh, <laughs> and they're just flipping out. And World War Three is trending. You got giant bomb trending. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully, we don't get flagged in the store for just saying these words. <laughs> I would hope not, but you never know. But anyways, leave the podcast a good review, please. Please, always. And uh, people are just freaking out. They think that, I mean, they're turning this guy into uh, Franz Ferdinand. I, it, it's absurd. Uh, and then you have, I was reading today, some some people from Iran and Iraq. Look, we did not like this guy. I don't think that, you know, because of the European and American media that we like this guy. I mean, this mm-hmm. these are these are countries that do not have the same level of freedom. And, and they're just messing around. I mean, they're literally not messing around, but what I mean to say is they're playing with fire because you have at the funeral, the daughters of him saying, uh, 
these are going to be dark days for America. They even put a bounty on Trump's head. I don't know if you heard about that, but they Dude, did. speaking of that, did you hear... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Did you hear George... I heard... Well, I heard from uh, some uh, political figure who, who mentioned it on Twitter. George Lopez said that he would assassinate the president for $50 million. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. I think you even follow the person that, that mentioned that on Twitter. I can't remember his name. Huh. Let me see. Okay, Ryan Fournier. Comedian under fire. But can you go to jail for that? That's a is that not like a death threat, man? That's no, I don't I'd have to see. George Lopez, okay. Iranian authorities have put a bounty on American President Donald Trump's head during the televised funeral. Uh, George Lopez put, we'll do it for half. Uh, I mean, he's he's a comedian, but look. It's he no, is a comedian, but I no, mean, that's it's no, that's a little much. It's, it's no, um, no surprise. I mean, this is the most polarizing president in, that I can ever remember. So, I mean, people hate him. People people hate him and then people love him. It's kind of no yeah. in between. Actually, there's a massive divide. I don't a, even know if there's, there's a, an in between. between. No, there's definitely an in between because uh, there's always going to be, you know, there's no, there's a, a very rational group who agrees with what he does policy wise, but they don't agree with the manner in which he speaks. You know? But um, as far as this being a good decision or a bad decision, this is a guy who, uh, is responsible for killing a lot of innocents. I read somewhere earlier today that, you know, he, he was killing innocents, innocent protesters. I'd have to verify mm -hmm. that, but I heard the same thing as well. They're, they're making him out to be a saint. So it's kind of like, look, World War Three is not happening from this, but obviously that's a meme. But you get what I'm saying. It's just kind of like he takes out somebody who's bad, and then you have to kind of check it and make sure that it's something. Um, out of line but at the same time it's such a sad environment that we live in that everything's so politicized that even something like this is politicized like literally just give the straight facts who was this person don't turn it into something that it's not I yeah mean, we're already divided as can be why can't we just report straight news yeah, and, that would uh, be convenient and everybody make up their mind for themselves i mean um, i i heard that so they had attacked us and killed some, aside from the millions of people that this guy's already, uh, you know, murdered yeah, there, under, under was, his command. Uh, he had attacked us or, or uh, was attacking one of our embassies, I think, I guess in Iraq. Yeah, the, the embassy was second. Uh, there was American, there was an American contractor, a couple killed. Mm, contractor, yeah. And then uh, we struck back and then they attacked the embassy, which was led by him. I don't know to what degree everything else was led by him, but he's the head general also. You know, nothing's going to move without him. Exactly. Head general. But um, then they attacked the embassy. We struck again. And then we took him out. Uh, so, you know, there was, there was, they struck, we came back. They struck, we came back. So, it's a Trump, deterrent. Trump's gotten, gotten criticized for pulling uh, our military out of Iran. And now he's getting criticized for uh, attacking rightfully so after we've been attacked and our people have been murdered innocent people were, were murdered there and then we're under attack yet again uh 
so he's he's getting flack from both sides, and I, I don't know. It, it just feels like a whole double standard there uh, to me. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Granted, look, I don't want another war over there. Me neither. Uh, I don't think anybody wants another war over there, but I don't think there's going to be another war, in my opinion. But uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, there's no doubt that we live in like such a weird time with all these. <laughs> the fact that information is so accessible so quickly and everybody's able to give their opinion, it's just crazy because there's so many people who are uh, speaking on misinformation that it's just. It just muddies everything else up. So, yeah. There's my political rant for this episode. That's but, a good one. It's a very controversial topic this week. It is, but you know, I think there's something that also, as a as a country and as a world that's constantly evolving with more information, if we can't have conversations with people who disagree with us on things, then we're regressing as a society. I mean, Absolutely. I, could, I I've always loved talking to people who have different opinions than I do, um, and I don't treat them any differently because they have a different opinion. Uh, I find those conversations fun um, and good to learn another perspective. But um, I see nowadays, and I think it we're kind of switching. I think it's the it's it's we're coming back. The pendulum swinging back the other way, where nowadays. You're going to start seeing now a little bit more tolerance towards uh, other opinions because I think the majority of people are rational and are able to uh, see a human being as a human being and not what their opinions are. Um, so, hoping for the best in 2020, even though it's an election year, so it's going to go to hell. It's going to go to hell around April. This is going to be ridiculous this year, man. Oh I forgot gosh. it's a damn election year. I take everything yeah. back. I take every I take everything <laughs> back. No, everything's gonna go to hell. Facebook is literally gonna be a war zone. Forget World War Three. It's gonna be World War Facebook. It's gonna be terrible. Take <laughs> I don't even want to think about it. Yeah, all, all I know is 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 face. I know Facebook already uh, had mentioned last year that I I always forget this woman's name. She's Ooh. running for president. She's a Democrat running for president. Elizabeth Warren? Yes. If she gets elected, Facebook's going to, like, I don't know, sue the government or something to try and get her out of out of office. It's, who, it's who insane. Who was the, um, oh, it was the guy from Barstool, which I don't care for Barstool, but he said, if my if my employees start to unionize, I'll fire them all or something like that. <laughs> oh, man. But, you know. <laughs> Anyways, no, it's going to be absolutely a, a crap show. And, uh, yeah, but I already know who's going to win, so it's okay. Oh, no, it's just, I don't know how. Don't say it, Zach. Could. Don't say it. Don't I'm say not it. saying. I don't saying say it. it. Don't say it because we need to hold this information to ourselves and we need to be paid by top-notch uh, news sources to confirm these victories, but we know who's going to win. It's already been confirmed. I agree. We're, we're so, very good at predicting yes. things, especially like so this. If people want to reach us, you can, all of our information is on the Midnight Exchange in the description. You'll see. And yeah. oh my God, I said I was going to write show notes this entire episode and I haven't done them. So Zach, your job this time, bud. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, I I I got a couple links. I still have some some tabs open, so I'll have to do that. You want to close us out? We're uh, I'll 
I'll close it out. Um, yes. So if you want to find us outside of this podcast or even more on the podcast, you can visit our website at themidnightexchange.com. You can find us on Twitter at T-H-E-M-E podcast. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Midnight Exchange. And if you want to send us an email, you can send us an email at podcast at themidnightexchange.com. So I think that about covers everything. So I think so. I'm looking we'll forward you to guys. the next couple of weeks. Oh, me too, man. Me too. I'm excited to get this stuff up and get the next one going. Oh, we're launching next week. Next week. But it doesn't matter to this person because they're going to see all the episodes there. But it's true. It's true. It doesn't matter. So, until next right. time. Close the sunset. Peace. The outro. Deuces. That's the we don't have an outro. We don't? We don't have like a... I thought you came up with a tagline. I did? I guess not. See you next time, guys. Bye. Bye.